Excuse me, this is Officer Mo Weekend from the Magic Highway Podcast, and you are driving entirely too fast. You are listening to the BS Podcast Network, and I blew on this. Talking about a fucking joke, Kid Rock, holy shit. I had helped Paco at like with a booth at Spooky, and I had the little Bluetooth speaker, and I started playing Kid Rock, and she just stopped and looked up at me and was like, why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> well, I, mean, I was going to be like, come on, man, you can't look me in the face and tell me, cowboy, that song doesn't fuck. You could also see his back balls. Episode 278, I think. Holy shit, you kept track of that? I was listening to it, like, last week. Oh, okay. Wow, it's been a, yeah, it's been a long time. Well, we, we to be fair, we went into quarantine, so, right? Yeah, 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 I fully understand that. Yeah, yeah, we went into quarantine, and we just kind of did it with, uh, with SPJ for a long time. Yeah, I was listening to those ones. How were they? <laughs> they weren't bad. They were pretty good. Oh, uh, okay. Except when you guys get, it was like, I think it was back when you ju- were just like 2G when you, uh, or no, not 2G, 10G when you guys kind of got into like a little technical talk for like a, a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. About, yeah. Yeah. About phones, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I started a trail off, but I, I had my headphones in and I was doing dishes. So I'm like, fuck, I can't take my headphones out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was not very riveting fucking conversation. It's because I like phones. That's why we were talking about phones at the time. Yeah, the former Mr. 15G back to 10G though. Yeah, I had to go back down to 10Gs, unfortunately. Yeah, that was kind of heartbreaking when I heard that. You yeah. were Mr. 15G. What are you gonna do? It was too much. It was too much, dude. It was too much. I'm With that attitude, I'm surprised you're alive, dude. <laughs> what yeah. me? Yeah, I've just been getting fatter. No, I'm saying power to me. Fifteen <laughs> <laughs> G. Yeah, doesn't doesn't that give you the corona and make you gay? The mm. G's. Yeah, he does everything to you. Yeah, no, that that was already the case. <laughs> before you already got, had the corona, and were gay. Before, <laughs> yeah, before before I got the third phone, that was already happening. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dropping Loads. Like always, I'm Milky Way, and I'm Pouch. Yeah, I'm Lionheart. Back with Lionheart. us since back two, from the darkness, dude. From episode two seventy eight, because I counted. <laughs> no, I, you didn't. And I checked, yeah. <laughs> you lying sack of shit. Damn, Pouch, you're always on top of everything. I know, right? <laughs> this is some fake news. That's the world we live in, dude. Fake news. Popping. Dude, the world I live in is just like eating, barely showering, and then like <laughs> watching shit on Hulu. Yeah, that was me for a while while I was working from home. Are yeah. you, you're back in the office again? Not, well... You know, because I, I was working from home for like three months and went back to the office for about a month and a half. And now I'm working from home for two weeks. But next week, it seems like we're going back to the office. So. OK, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I've been working from home since March and they keep sending out emails since there's about like 20 percent capacity at like the physical location of my job. And every week people keep testing positive. Oh, I think like shit. two or three, two or three weeks ago, 15 people tested positive. Jesus. I mean, like, if they say you have to go back in, do you have I, to go back in? I'll straight up refuse and say, no, I can't. Like, okay. I'm just going to tell them, like, hey, like, I live with my parents that are high risk. I'm not going to go back in. 
there's no way for us to social distance. And even with you guys taking all the precautions every week, there's multiple people testing positive. Yeah, I, I will refuse to go back in. I, I yeah. yeah, I agree. Like I started working from home more often because uh, we had a couple of scares where one per like I still remember. <laughs> I still remember. Like okay, so there was one person who told me like okay, you should probably get tested. I'm not feeling very well. I don't think it it is, but I I suggest you get tested. I said okay, sure. Um, and then uh, I um, I went to get tested, and then the, after about two days, uh, he, when he texted me to let me know he's fine, he's negative, within like a second of me getting that text, while I was reading the text from him telling me he's negative, I got another text from somebody else said he oh my sister might have it. Yeah. So that's so, when I, I went to my boss. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I live with my parents. They're at risk as fuck. I cannot be working here that often when everybody might be getting it and everybody's fucking irresponsible. Yeah, exactly. I don't like the fact that we're going back to the office next week. I think we should continue to work from home. Like, because yeah. I, I had gotten tested, and that Wednesday morning I got my results that I was negative. And then that same Wednesday they told us to go home because someone that week visited the office and they were positive of fucking COVID. That's so, frustrating. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And then people just keep doing dumb shit. Like since I haven't been really going out, I just go on drives. Like I'll drive by areas and see like no one's wearing masks, no yeah. one's doing what they're supposed to. And I'm like oh, fucking yeah. Christ. Oh yeah, like fucking Winwood. Winwood is like there. To be fair, Winwood isn't very populated right now, but there are a lot of people walking around with no masks, like no fucking problem, you know? Like, it's really infuriating. What the fuck is happening over there? Who's do What are you guys doing? I, is Lionheart eating some chips, bro? No, I'm actually just sitting here. Then what was that uh, sound? I don't know. I have no clue. Somebody's moving shit around. No? No, it's great I, podcasting, though. I think Lionheart <laughs> is fucking watching Hulu or something laying on his bed and podcasting Dude, uh, at the time. Um, no, I'm not watching Hulu right now. It sucks. <laughs> like I signed up for the cheapest version of Hulu, which is only like five bucks, but there's still commercials in it. Yeah, it's so fucking annoying. But I signed up to watch like one show from a free trial basis, but then they have a bunch of shit on there I want to watch, so I was like, I'll just keep it. So I've been rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Some things in that really did not age well. Really? Oh, a lot of things on that. A dude. lot of th like <laughs> Xander. The first two seasons, Xander being king of the incels, <laughs> and oh, then the. Shit. The 240-year-old vampire falling in love with the 16-year-old girl and then banging her at 17. Holy shit. Really? Also, <laughs> yeah. Also, Faith's tribal tattoo did not age well. Oh, yeah. But whose tribal to, tattoo I'm, has aged well? I'm up to season three right now. So, yeah, I'm noticing a lot of stuff where I'm like, that's, that's fucking just bad. Just yeah, and, bad. And you haven't even gotten to the bad seasons yet. Oh, no, those are going to really suck. <laughs> yeah. What is it, the season where, like, the three nerds are the villains? Yeah, I think it's, like, season six, and then seven is just, like, a clusterfuck. Yeah, seven's when I fell off, like, when I used to watch it, like, back in the days on, like, FX. Yeah, there's almost no need to watch season seven, because it, it just gets canceled out of nowhere, so. And then, like, the comic books carry on the other seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I've also, never like, I've never seen Buffy, so I was like really I didn't know I I mean like it's it's so <laughs> beloved. I didn't I honestly didn't think it was it had as many flaws as you're telling me it does right now. It, which it does. Like that's the thing when I was watching it the first two seasons I was like, Wow, Xander is an incredibly unlikable character. <laughs> like all he does is bitch and moan how about how Buffy doesn't like him. Really? Yeah, Alice yeah, Allison Hannigan's fine ass is right there wanting him and he wants nothing to do with her till like after she gets a boyfriend. 
what the fuck, man? So, so I guess like with with everything that's being said about Joss Whedon, is it? Do you think it's starting to make sense that you're seeing it in in Buffy? Uh, I don't know what's being said about Josh Whedon. I, oh, they're I don't saying really keep up. Oh, they're saying he's a piece of shit. Like on set, he's an abusive piece of shit. That's what they're. That's what everybody's saying, and that he's a little. Um, he's he's despite the fact that he's he's written so many strong female characters, he's actually quite misogynistic and shit like that. Um, I can see like undertones in that. Okay. Like he does write strong female characters, but then like he really does like lack when writing male characters, at least in Buffy, except for Giles. Like he fucking rules, like number one dad, Giles. Okay. But uh, facts. But like he gave me, he gave me Firefly, so I'll, I'll forever love that show. So Firefly yeah. is not fucked up. Firefly was still stands to this day. Firefly only got one season, and it was way ahead of its time. Oh, okay. So yeah. that still well, holds up. I think most media that we watch that's over. 20 years old is gonna we're gonna catch all these things that are in today's society that weren't around back then yeah like because keep in mind like the first season of buffy the vampire slayer is 1997 and it's 90s as fuck like it makes me kind of miss the 90s (laughs) (laughs) i also shaved my facial hair to look like the 90s so i look like the fucking singer of power man 5000 hold on let me look that up i don't i don't know how that guy looks um, just like straight sideburns and a shitty goatee. Um, so to be, I mean, like I'm rewatching Scrubs, and I think Scrubs started in like 2001 or some shit like that, and I'm not noticing that many problems. Or, I mean, there's a, there's like maybe a few things that wouldn't like fly today completely, but overall, like I I'm not finding that many issues. And 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 the pictures of Power Man 5000, the guy doesn't have a fucking goatee, so I don't I don't know what you're talking. About. Are you looking up the pictures from Power Man 5000, the singer? from their single when worlds collide all right let's take a look their seminal classic hit oh that yeah. tiny little goatee <laughs> <laughs> yeah just on the chin because yeah, i can't chin. grow a mustache okay that and then like the, the the but the sideburns aren't that bad they're not very long yeah i just have like straight sideburns now but oh. i just really look like a new metal person <laughs> or i look like the drummer 311 <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, yeah, like Scrubs is holding up pretty well, um, and like I- I'm not. There's like a few little like um, what's the words I'm looking for? Some gender jo- jokes here and there. I don't know if you've ever seen Scrubs, but like there's a lot of there's a few gender jokes here and there because like you know Cox has a thing for uh, for calling the main character by many many girls' names, and it's um there's there's some of that in there, but like that's one of those things that's probably not gonna go out anytime soon. So although it bothers me, it's I think like it. Doesn't doesn't bother a lot of people and i don't yeah for the like most part it still holds up like but that one's being like real nitpicky yeah, yeah exactly not not saying you i'm just like anybody who complains about it, like, exactly yeah, it yeah. is what it is and a lot of the show is like it's you got to look at the con- uh, intent too it's like i haven't really watched scrubs but i know enough about it i know that dr fox actually deeply did care for the main character yeah so it was just him being like ornery yeah. But yeah, but there are things in Buffy where I'm just like, it's not 100% problematic. It's just like, oh man, that's really not aged well. And well, especially, especially the way they introduce Faith, where she's supposed to be like so cool and edgy, and I'm like, oh god, no. <laughs> didn't Scrubs get called out for like blackface or something like a few months ago? Uh, they didn't technically get called out, but they did blackface a couple of times, and like, um, and like, build. You know, you know how like everybody uh, during when the Black Lives Movement started getting very serious. Of course, after the death of George Floyd. 
what's it called? Uh, a few of the creators like were like, if they've ever done blackface or anything racially insensitive, they started pulling those episodes off of like streaming services. So like the creator of Scrubs, Bill Lawrence, like I, he preemptively went online and was like, yeah, I'm gonna pull those episodes like now. So he pulled all he pulled all like the the th- three episodes I believe that they did blackface in, and uh, and then like they just you know they did a whole podcast apologizing for it. They're like, oh, we thought it was okay. We thought we had a pass because we um we have such a diverse cast and all this shit. I'm just like, I'm like I don't know. Like I, I explained this to 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 Milky the other day. I'm just like. I mean, like, blackface wasn't okay back then, so I feel like you trying to, to like, um, uh, to censor yourself now doesn't really make that much of a difference, you know? Because, like, even back in 2001, blackface was still not okay. Like, the difference between now and then is that, you know, there's a, there's a very highly charged political climate going on that's making you want to do this. Yeah. But you also have to look at the, the context and intent, too, because you could look at things like, uh, they did blackface in Tropic Thunder, but it was to emphasize the point and make fun of actors who do ridiculous things for roles. Yeah, that's exactly what Milky said. Yeah. 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 The same thing with they did blackface and it's always sunny to just show how those characters are idiots and just garbage people. Yeah. Yeah. Those were funny as episodes though. (laughs) No lie. I for when they did their their version of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess like those are the only examples where intent really makes a difference. But when you just use blackface as a joke and w- without the without the satirical a- a- angle, I I I feel like you blackface is still not okay. Like I don't understand. Oh no, it's, yeah. it's not okay unless it's it's brought up as a point of satire. I think why, so. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. why context always matters when it comes to any kind of content. Yeah. Because yeah, like, if you just if you just isolate anything by itself, you're like, oh fuck, that could be taken com- completely the wrong way. Yeah, but like, it- that's why there was that trend of like young kids wanted to cancel Robert Downey Jr. because of Tropic Thunder, and they've never seen the movie, so they don't get the point of it. Yeah, that was you know that that movie was like such a surprise, a surprisingly amazing movie when it came out. Like I didn't expect it to be that fucking good, but it was. Because it just shit all over actors. Yeah, it was so good. It was so fucking good. And, like, uh, my favorite part was realizing that was fucking Tom Cruise screaming at everybody in a fat suit. Tom Cruise is crazy Scientologist ass. Yeah. All right, so uh, so you've just been re-watching Buffy <laughs> on Hulu. Were you going to mention another show? Uh, no, well, the show, like, I, I... It's not a comedy show. The show I signed up for Hulu for was uh, the show called Killing Eve. Which is like a like a spy thriller that's also like a lesbian love story. Okay. Which was pretty good, but they only had two seasons out of the three, and then other than that, I was playing video games. Uh, I beat The Last of Us Part Two, and actually really liked that game despite all the fucking negative backlash. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know anything about that, Milky? I have no idea. Is that the one with Ellen Page? That's all I might know. <laughs> it's not Ellen Page. The first oh. game, the character kind of looked like her. Uh, and Ellen Page got mad and was like, "That's not the game I'm in. I'm actually in this game. I think it was called like Beyond Two Souls, which is not not a very good game. <laughs> so for this one, they when they aged the character up, they made sure to make her not look like Ellen Page. Okay, um, but the, the Last of Us Two got so much shit. Like, pe- like people gamers were, were like um, bombing it in uh, in like re- in review bombing. I think that's the term. They were review yeah. bombing it, and they're trying to like. Um, they were trying to they were trying to cancel it in their own way simply because like the um, the game has like 
a few LGBT characters that really and and you know gamers are mad toxic and all they do is they 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 they, they, they fucking push against diversity as much as they can. So they got upset about it, as far as I know, and then they're just well, they there, started... there's there's a few things that like really upset them. Uh, I guess spoiler alert, even though it's kind of old now, is they found out that the main character from the first game. Uh-huh. gets killed in this game by a, a female character that everyone wrongly thought was trans because it got leaked that there was a trans character and they all assumed it was her because she's built like she's muscular she's not trans the trans character is actually a trans boy and him being trans actually does play into the their part of the story structure so they were annoyed that a character they like got killed and they were also annoyed that for like half the game you play as the character that killed him um so and it's because the the character the main character from the first game was a dude right main character from the first game is a dude so basically in the first game you think it's going to be about him taking this girl to this uh these researchers to find a cure for like the uh infection that spread over the world over the course of the game you bond with this girl because in the beginning of the game which takes place 20 years prior the main character, Joel, his daughter dies in his arms. She gets murdered. So you, you bond with the, the girl and becomes a surrogate daughter. End of the first game, you come to find out the only way they can make it occur is removing the girl's brain and effectively killing her. So he decides to kill everybody in the hospital and like leave with her and lie and be like, oh yeah, they, they, they weren't able to, to find a cure because by the time they get there, she's unconscious from having almost drowned. So that's the one of the reasons the first game is so good is it ends on this whole moral thing like, was he really justified in dooming everybody else to have his own happiness? Yeah. So in the second, <laughs> yeah, in the second game, a lot of people. This is the thing too. A lot of people didn't see it that way, because in the second game, the girl that murders him is the daughter of the doctor he kills. So the, throughout the first part of the game, you play as the the surrogate daughter, uh, Ellie, who was a character from the first game, main character now, who's gay. She was gay in the first game too. It gets found out in the DLC. Plays her halfway through the game, killing people. Second half of the game, you play as Abby, the one who kills Joel. So you kind of see the people you've killed and the lives you've ruined. And it's one of those things where it's supposed to make you be like, look at both sides. But so many people were so set on, I'm Team Joel, I don't give a fuck. He was justified that they can't even open up to being on the other side or looking at it from a different point of view. Because from Abby and her father, Joel is the villain of the first game, even though he's the hero from his point of view. Mm. And a lot of people just try to try, get pissy and try to say, like, oh, the whole moral of the game is just revenge is bad, a long-drawn drawn out game to just say revenge is bad. And I'm like, no, it's to show that, like, yeah, you can get revenge, but it's never going to fix you or heal you or make you feel, fulfill, feel fulfilled. Because that was Abby's thing. She got revenge, and the rest of the game she didn't feel fulfilled until she starts helping out these two um, outcast kids from a warring faction, like a rival faction that are running away from their religious cult because one of the kids is a trans boy and the cult wants to kill him for shaving his head. It sounds like pretty fucking great storytelling. It's good, and I think, because I watched a lot of, like, Korean revenge movies, so I understand (laughs) the, like, not fulfilling revenge or just leaving you empty and just things being, like, a general bummer. Like, I really liked the game, but a lot of people just couldn't get past the... Oh, this character I really like died a horrible death 
in a game franchise where like nobody ever really lives happily and horrible things happen all the time. I think they also got more upset about the idea that it could have first, first that it was their you know their their, <coughs> their cis male fucking protagonist getting getting killed by a woman and a possible trans woman was what's also was possibly what's also pissing what was originally pissing them off. The the funniest thing is because so many people are like, there's no way that she could get that strong in the apocalypse, blah, blah, blah. We're literally the first thing you do when you, like, play as her, like, adult, present-day her, um, since you start off with a flashback from her, as as you're walking around, like, the military zone that you're in, because you're part of this rogue military faction, you've taken over, like, a football stadium, and that's, like, you've converted it into, like, living quarters for people. Uh, you walk by the fully functioning gym, since it was a football stadium, and then you go into the cafeteria and see, like, all the food they have. So they've already been, like... Yeah, she had four plus years motivated by nothing revenge, destroyed all her personal relationships motivated by nothing revenge. This is why she's so dieseled. Yeah. But, you know, you know how it is. Like, it, most of that community just refuses to. They don't like when there's a, when there's a strong female character that can hurt physically hurt their fucking male character. And they call, they call it pandering. They scream, they scream, and they call it pandering, and they get upset. Yeah, so, but the thing is, like, these, these people exist in the real world. Like, they're muscular women. Exactly. They're transgender people. Exactly. If you include them in a story, it's, it's not pandering. usually it's not pandering. Yeah, there are some moments where it's like when when they feel like media is trying to send them the message that they don't believe in. Like people always get get mad at that shit instantly. Yeah, that that's on them, but yeah. for yeah. me, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I thought the story was great. Yeah, like as if I go ahead. I yeah, I enjoy playing as like the two different characters because when you play as Ellie. It's more like um, stealth-based. Well, when you play as Abby, because she's so diesel, she can beat the fuck out of most things. Like you can be stealth-based, but you can also just wreck shit. Because mm. like um, I'm thinking about if you, I don't know if you saw the Mandalorian, Lionheart, but like the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, and they they introduced you know the Mando, the main character, and then they introduced mm-hmm. um, Gina Carano, which is this incredibly big badass chick who almost yeah, she's an ex MMA fighter, right? And he she almost beat the shit out of Mando. She they got shit. That character got a lot of shit because they couldn't because again this toxic act Star Wars this toxic uh, this toxic did any of did any of the toxic fans bother to learn that she's twelve and zero in Muay Thai and only has one MMA loss. I don't. And her think, MMA loss is I mean, the like, fucking Chris Cyborg. Again, like this toxic ass community, I don't think they looked into the fact that she is an MMA. I can't talk right now. And they didn't. I don't think they looked into the fact that she's an MMA fighter. I think they just got upset because she was a strong female who almost beat the shit out of their main character. That's it. Like, it didn't matter what the background was. They just got upset about a strong female because strong females pissed them off. They threatened their fucking weak male eagles and they got upset. But also, too, what a, what a shock that Star Wars fans are mad about. Right? Yeah, exactly. I fucking hate Star Wars fans. Like, it, it's it's gotten me, like, to the point that I don't even care to watch anything Star Wars. Star Wars fans, and then with the whole backlash of, like, The Last of Us, I lump Star Wars and video game fans the same way I lump wrestling fans. Like, 50% or more make me hate the fact that I like this thing. <laughs> so I love wrestling, but then I look at some of the fans and I'm like, I fucking hate wrestling. Are they toxic, too? Oh, dude, especially this year, like, has been one of the shittiest years for wrestling. Uh, this really uh, young and up-and-coming Japanese wrestler, Hannah Kimura, committed suicide. And then, like, a month ago, a bunch of other people in the, like, wrestling business, like, female wrestlers and other people, 
started this uh, speaking out movement where they exposed a lot of a lot of talent for either being like creeps to straight up rapists. Like, oh, like the dick flip guy, Joey Ryan, has 15 accusations against him and a mountain of proof against him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I see it. Like, it's like you know, if you look at the history of, of um, at least you know WWE, is because that's the only thing I really watched. You know, the the the, um, the female wrestlers were always only there as eye candy. Their their matches were always really bad, and they were just there to be sexy that was, and hot. That was towards like the late nineties, early two thousands, which sucks because like they would hire a bunch of like models who couldn't really work or really were trained at all. And then they would throw in the handful of like actual good trained wrestlers. They had be like, here, make this, make this work. And it was just impossible to. So like, you know, this was, this was, I mean, and you know, that's when prefer, but that's when professional wrestling started really fucking rising up and became becoming super mainstream was when they, when they were showing these really bad fucking female wrestlers. that was just there as eye candy. I mean, they had a fucking bra and panties match for Christ's sake. You know, they were just, oh, there. They, would, they would do that a lot. They would wrestle in like gravy, mud, exactly. other viscous like, brown liquids. So I can see that's, those. People. That's another thing that, that didn't age well either. I was like, I'll, I'll rewatch stuff from the attitude era. And even though there was like good things like Stone Cold and The Rock, yeah. there's also like a whole bunch of horrible shit. Because I'm pretty sure those except, people, except except for the uh, except for the big boss man crashing the Big Show's father's funeral and hooking the casket up to his car and driving off with it, <laughs> with the Big Show jumped on top of the casket. I will defend that forever. <laughs> well, I mean, like I feel like. Um... <laughs> Like I feel like uh you know the people who grew up with um <laughs> with wrestling you know because the 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 attitude era was during the formative years and those people who are watching wrestling right now are those people that we're talking about who can be fucking toxic as shit because yeah, they, yeah. A, a lot of people are always like oh I'll bring it back to the attitude era I was like for just as much good things that came from it there's also like a bunch of dog shit I'd never want to see again. <laughs> Cause like I remember, cause again I haven't watched. I mean I haven't watched wrestling in a really long time. But every so often when I catch a match or something nowadays, and I see the 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 women's wrestling, it's fucking good now. Like it's really fucking good. I used to not take it seriously. Oh yeah, like a, a couple years ago, because of their developmental brand NXT, they started a women's revolution. Cause they started getting really good like female wrestlers. So they really stepped up the division. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think I saw the. Was it how many? How many years have they done the Women's Royal Rumble now? Oh, fuck, I think like three. I don't know because I don't really keep up with WWE oh, okay. ever since. Cause ever I, since their their deal with Saudi Arabia, I stopped oh, okay. watching them. Because I saw I saw one of the Royal Rumbles, uh, the one of the Women's Royal Rumbles. I'm like, fuck, this is good. These fucking girls are really good fucking wrestlers, you know. And this is from a brand that they used to have something called the Divas Championship, where the belt looked like a fucking butterfly, you know, like a really shit. Yeah, tattoo. they they retired that belt and made like an actual like women's world title. Yeah, exactly. Like I saw all of this. I'm like, thank fucking god, because that was really fucking degrading. They, actually, one of the things that they just recently did, uh, which is fucking horrendous. It's called Raw Underground, and basically they ripped off another company's concept. It's basically a ring with no ring ropes, and it's like kind of ultimate fighting-ish rules. I think it's ultimate fighting-ish rules for them, because the company they ripped off is called GCW, and they'll run this event called GCW Bloodsport. The event's uh, hosted by Josh Barnett, who is a pro MMA fighter and also a pro wrestler. He, for a while, he was ranked number two heavyweight in the world in MMA. So he runs the event, and with his rules, it's knockout or submission only, and it's all, like, it's work to shoot fighting. So it's still, like, wrestling, 
but they make it look like it's a hybrid of MMA, and it's really fucking good. Mm. And WWE's just ripped that off. I mean, if it works, least, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Bloodsport has the foresight to only do it like a once-in-a-while event. is going to be like, hey, every last hour of Raw, it's going to be underground, and it's filmed all weird and shittily. They try right. to make it look like Fight Club. <laughs> I mean, Milky, have you have you watched any wrestling recently? Not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, but the I just kept seeing fucking articles about Rey Mysterio losing an eye or something. I'm pretty oh yeah, he was in a uh, an eye for an eye match with Seth Rollins. Yeah, I saw and they, that. Yeah, they had like the fake prosthetic eye pop out of his mask. Okay, so, people, so yeah, people were reporting it like it was true, and yeah. I was like, Yo, it looks fake as shit. Oh yeah, it is. His his son is now uh, wrestling for WWE, which is weird because his son's like six to seven inches taller than Rey Mysterio. How well, yeah, that's a, that's Dominic. That's the yeah, one. Dominic from the ladder match. Yeah, Rey Mysterio and uh, Eddie Guerrero. Just, just fought. think, man. <laughs> yeah. If Eddie Guerrero had won that custody, yeah, Dominic would be for custody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pals. There was a ladder match for the custody of a child. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. It was a real angle. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait. I didn't even know Rey Mysterio had a fucking son. How old's his son? His son's a full-ass adult now, but when the ladder match happened, <laughs> he was a child. Oh, no, he was okay. like eight at the time, and they had a match for his custody. Dude, Eddie Guerrero... Eddie should... Guerrero claimed that Dominic was his son, but he gave to Rey Mysterio because Mysterio and his wife had were having trouble conceiving. So after oh, Mysterio God. kept beating Guerrero, Guerrero was like, Dominic! I'm your poppy. Yeah. So they had a ladder match for the custody of a child. That image for the match is still so funny, dude. There's a part where, like, he's screaming at Eddie Guerrero, screaming at Dominic, give me a hug. Call me your dad. Tell me you love me. So I'm looking at a picture of Dominic right now. He looks just like his dad, but taller. <laughs> well, you know what Rey Mysterio looks like. He still looks like a 12-year-old. Yeah. 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 Dominic's got like Mysterio's like nose and like uh like brow and orbital structure. Yeah. But, like his lower part of the face looks like more like the mother. Oh, okay. But he's he, yeah, I just saw a picture of the size comparison. It's fucking crazy how much taller yeah. he is than him. What the fuck happened there? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, if if Guerrero had just won that custody, <laughs> Dominic would be coming out with the flames heights and the low right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what type, that sweet Guerrero mullet? What type of gear does does this guy uh, wrestle in? He hasn't really had an official match. It was basically just like street clothes. Okay. He's done like a few spots here and there. Like him and his dad did like a double six one nine on Brock Lesnar. Like I think recently he just got the shit kicked out of him with kendo sticks from Seth Rollins and like one of his cronies. Is he good? Uh, he, he, to my knowledge, he hasn't had like a real official match yet. Okay, but. It's one of the things, like, I can't say he's good, because there's been people, there's been, like, children of great wrestlers who are absolute dog shit. Okay. So it's one of the things you gotta, like, wait and see. Okay. Apparently, SummerSlam, whenever that is, will be his in-ring debut. It's, it's kind of weird, though, that, like, it's like the same thing with The Rock's daughter. They got signed to WWE, and with no prior, like, independent wrestling experience or any kind of shit like that. Especially The Rock's daughter. She got signed at 18 to WWE. Never wrestled a match in her life. Do you know if she's any good? She's never wrestled. Oh. I mean, still she's... hasn't. She's still in training. She also kind of weirdly looks like like early Rock, like Rocky Maivia when she smiles. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, like pull up a picture of her smiling. 
And it's just like, with her fucking straight hair and her septum ring, it's weird. What's her name? Uh, Simone Johnson. What, the, what a terrible name. Um, yeah. But I get it. Like, she, I think any she's picture really... of her smiling, it's like the fucking rock. Well, no, it's, it's not coming up Simone Johnson. <clears throat> I think it's Simone Johnson. Let me double check that. I'm pretty sure it's Simone Johnson. Just type The Rock's daughter, dude. Because, like, I, I, okay, never mind. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The Rock's so, daughter. No, better yet. Type in Brock Lesnar's daughter and just be ready to feel bad. Oh, my gosh. She does look like The Rock. It's weird. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, look up Brock Lesnar's daughter. You'll feel worse. Simone Alexandra Johnson. That's her name. Her, that's her real name? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Did you look up Brock Lesnar's daughter? Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It literally looks like Brock Lesnar with a wig on. Yeah, it's bad. Also, fuck Brock Lesnar. My God, like, she looks just like her dad. Yeah, that's not great. No, it's not. Wow. It's bad news, Bears. You gotta be sure to, like, tag that whenever you post this. Wait, have you you seen this girl before, (laughs) Milky? No, I just saw. I was looking at her right now for the first time. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to it's the bad. chat. Think, it's bad, dude. It's, it's really bad. I sent it to the chat. Like Jesus Christ! She looks oh, just... there's there's ones where she looks even more like him because her face is red and with the blonde eyebrows, it doesn't look like she has eyebrows. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um. Okay. So speaking of daughters, like, would you say Charlotte Charlotte Flair is any good? She's. This is my opinion with Charlotte Flair. They've pushed her too much to make her, like, the top person. She's good, but there are people in the company that are way better than her. Okay. Like, she was in a tag team match with um, Becky Lynch, Kari Sane, and Asuka, and she was the weakest person in that match. She actually ended up injuring Kari Sane and giving her a concussion. Well, I mean, well... Car- and then power bombing her through a table while she had a concussion. I mean, like as far as I know, Kyrie and Kyrie, Kyrie Sane and Asuka are fucking great, aren't they? Kyrie Sane just left WWE. Oh damn! I, I know those she, two are really good. So like, oh, that's they're not fair. they're great. Like Kyrie Sane left WWE. Her plan is to wrestle one more year in Japan and then retire. Who I know one of them like has a YouTube presence. Like, uh, do you know which one? Asuka. Asuka. Okay. Yeah, and like nine times out of ten. If you're a female wrestler coming from Japan, you're going to be fucking great. Yeah. I mean, I see it now. Like, those two dude, from like the, the 1980s till now, nonstop great wrestlers from Japan. I mean, I haven't seen very many. Um, uh, I haven't seen any Jap- full, like straight up Japanese wrestling matches from Japan. Um but like you know, I, I see these two girls and they're phenomenal. You know, like they 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 put on a great fucking show, and I'm like, damn, like they they really kind of show up every every other girl there. To be honest, they're they're really good. There's actually um, there's this company called Stardom in Japan where it's all women's wrestling. They have free matches on YouTube. They have some of the best athletes on there, but they're also kind of starting to get on my shit list when it comes to stuff because they got bought out by a company called um, I think it's Bushi Road. And they only want to push, like, marketable, in their eyes, marketable, like, beautiful women that they can, like, kind of get, like, the idol edge on. Yeah. So, literally, when they when they bought out Stardom, they straight up just released one of my favorite wrestlers because she wasn't the prototypical, like, beautiful person. Yeah. They're having a big tournament right now, and all the members of this one stable won all their first-round matches, even though, like, the leader of that stable has been there less than a year. 
So it's evident that they're just pushing like the beautiful people. So not saying that the the wrestlers in that stable aren't like really talented, because obviously you have to be to be in stardom. But it, you, they're starting to see like the clear divide of like, oh yeah, this this isn't great. You're probably going to lose some top talent. From what I know, from what I know about like you know Asian culture, they really really value looks. I mean, more they're just more blatant about it than the U.S. I think. Um, so yeah, like I'm not surprised because especially Korean culture, like Korean Korean culture and, and K-pop idol uh, idolatry is like insane. Yeah, that whole like idol scene is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yo, hold up. And, and trash. How did Brock Lesnar's son get so lucky? He's way hotter than his sister. <laughs> oh, I've never seen the son. Oh my god! Dude, look him up. Look, look, I'm gonna send a picture. Hold up. Send, send it picture, to the group chat. Send the picture. Dude, how did he's he way that? hotter than his sister. Way hotter, dude. Do you think? Do you think he's got that wide hog? Probably. Dude, so much hotter than his that sister. That wide Lesnar hog, or so, at least according to uh, Sari Ronalds, Brock Lesnar has a small dick. So between Brock Lesnar's daughter and son, you'd fuck his son. <laughs> For sure, dude. Have you seen that picture? I haven't seen it. Send daughter, it to the chat. But his daughter is fucking fugly, dude. His son is hot. Damn, I feel sorry for her. Whoa. Yeah, he looks like like he looks he looks good. Way better than Dude, least... he's like a he's like a little muscular Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, and it's like how the fuck did his daughter get such bad luck? Yeah, like he dude, doesn't look a thing like got... his all of his genes like yeah. wait do they dude, both his, his daughter's up? mother must have no dna because <laughs> <laughs> like he got he literally got nothing from his dad i don't it doesn't even look like except for the maybe the 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 strong cheekbones he looks he looks nothing like his dad at all but his daughter <laughs> man poor thing bro you guys yeah, just want to you guys just want like some some hot wrestling daughters i can give you some of those too <laughs> like, eddie guerrero's daughter is pretty hot after this one we might have to eddie guerrero's daughter is pretty hot uh roddy piper's daughter is pretty good looking i mean like i don't wait okay so eddie guerrero's daughter is that with with vicky yeah shawl guerrero wow okay is the daughter's name considering vicky but okay uh let me take a look hey 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 this isn't bad looking back in the day. Like you see them younger pictures of her, you're like, I see what Guerrero was talking about. Let me see. Yeah, let me see. I've never but, seen her back in the day. So as, as she got older, her eye kept wandering. Like one of her eyes. <laughs> Did she get the Force Whitaker eye? Yeah, she definitely has a Force Whitaker. Like she's one of her the, eyes keep. She's looking got the ghost dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> like she's because I'm looking at this picture of her. It looks fairly recent. So like her body isn't that bad, but she's like a mad butterface right now. Um, but let me look at look her up when she was younger. Man, you're so judgmental about Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> also, it was kind of a, a bummer. It was like uh, when I was watching Dark Side of the Ring, like the Chris Benoit episode, and she was talking about Eddie. The way she talks about Eddie Guerrero, you're like, you could really tell they were in fucking love. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Like the Chris Benoit episode of Dark Side of the Ring, like fucking made me cry. That was a really good episode. It was so It good. was good, but it was... Like that and the Owen Hart episode just bummed me out immensely. Okay, yeah. I, I see it though. I see. Yeah, Vicky used to be pretty good, pretty damn good looking when she was younger. Um, who's that? Yeah, that's Shaw Guerrero. That's, that's, that's Eddie Guerrero's daughter. daughter. Wow. That's Shaw. And then uh, Roddy Piper's daughter is not bad looking. I just can't remember what her name is. Thank God we have Google. Uh, Natalia Neidhart's not bad considering her dad is Jim the Admiral Neidhart <laughs> <laughs> with his fucking cocaine steroid gut. 
I mean, she's not. I mean, like Shaw is, is isn't bad, but she definitely got got a lot from her mom for sure. Um, oh, she's starting to look like Rick these days. Hey, man, at least she's not David Flair. I mean, like he could not wrestle worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so speaking of like wrestlers and like good crossover opportunities, you guys know that David Arquette's been wrestling again. Oh, oh he's yeah, I like he after he almost died. No, no, he kept wrestling. Like he's actually going to be a documentary coming out called uh, You Can't Kill David Arquette. It's basically, he talks about, because Patrick, are you familiar with David Arquette's first foray into pro wrestling? Not really. I know okay, he so did. I know he did it. Back but... back in the early 2000s, he was in a movie called Ready to Rumble. Which is an it's amazing fucking, movie. It is a great movie. I fucking love that movie I love so that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sal Bandini, wanna wrestle? <laughs> basically, to promote that uh the people at WCW were like, hey, let's make you the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. And he's like, hey, no, because I feel like that would be disrespectful to wrestling because he's an actual wrestling fan. <laughs> they managed they managed to talk him into it. And then, to his credit, he didn't really want to go with the idea and any money he made from it, he donated to charity. Oh, good dude. So he was champ for like a, a week or some shit. It's very short reign. But basically, a lot of wrestling fans hate him because of that. So then he... he started training and working his ass off in the past like a couple years he's actually been wrestling small indie shows he was in a death match where he almost died though Jesus. like a light tube sliced uh i think it was like an artery in his neck and he like freaked out and tried to like fight the guy it was just a weird thing but they, and when you when the dust settled he was like yeah that was my fault guys don't blame anybody else that was on me i didn't do the spot correctly and i freaked out don't blame the wrestler don't blame the promoter that was on me so it's just like a documentary showing him like literally training like his family life and shit, because he has been like a lifelong pro wrestling fan, and he's actually not bad. Oh, really? Well, n- now he's not bad. Back in the day, he was garbage. He was just like an untrained celebrity. Jeez, because I'm looking at pictures of him, and I'm like, he's kind of old, isn't he? He's nearing 50. Yeah. But, yeah, but The Undertaker still wrestles, and he's fucking yeah. 100 years old. Yeah, again, like... The Undertaker I'm- wrestles once... A year, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I, I gotta give him credit because like he he decided to start wrestling in his late forties. You know, like gig, you know, yeah. that's that's that takes a lot of fucking guts and balls to do, and he's pursuing it. Good for him. Yeah, like I really want to watch the documentary, and like I'm one of those people who doesn't hate him or think like he disrespected the business because he didn't want to be the champion. He got talked into it, and even he admits it was a mistake. So like he's one of those people who doesn't deserve the hate. And at the, at the end of the day, even if, you know, a celebrity did become the champion, it's not the first time, and it fucking, it, it's all fake anyway, so. Exactly, just like, it was literally just a publicity well, stunt for the movie. I don't see why he needs actually, to be yeah, for that. Actually, it was the first time a celebrity ever won. Oh, that was the first time? First and only time. Because then the next person who didn't deserve it was the head writer, Vince Russo, booked himself to win the title. And then he booked himself to, like, relinquish the title, so he was undefeated. I mean, Dude, like, WCW had RoboCop fighting Sting, and they're going to give this man... Oh, they also had Sting's mystery opponent, the Black Scorpion, come out of a UFO ship. Yeah, so it's ridiculous. It's just not Oh, as... dude, WCW has so much ridiculous shit. Like the Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's clearly not his fault. He just kind of did it for the publicity, and if WCW allowed it to happen, I don't see why they have to give him shit for it. Because... Yeah going back to my thing of why I hate like 50% of wrestling fans they're fucking idiots <laughs> yeah sounds like it fair enough these are people who like with all the facts out there in the world confirmed facts these are the same people who still love like Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan 
even though it's well documented what pieces of shit they are. <laughs> you said Eddie Guerrero was it was it was not a piece of shit, right? He's a good dude. He was a good dude who just had like substance abuse problems. Okay, yeah. All right. I mean, like, yeah, people don't care. I mean, like, if, if they these were big parts of their childhood, I guess, and just, it's hard for them to relinquish that love for for somebody that they really admired when they were younger. It's not hard. It's them just going, oh, that's bad, but eh, that doesn't affect me personally, so I'm not going to give a shit. It's yeah, self-centered yeah. and selfish thinking. Fair enough. Because Ultimate Warrior was a known homophobe, and he made fun of Bob the Brain Heenan when he was battling cancer. So fuck Ultimate Warrior. I mean, me specifically, like, for instance, like, I loved Bill Cosby growing up because I adored the Cosby show. I thought it was one of the funniest fucking shows around. And oh, I then, thought you were just a big fan of pudding. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I thought it was an amazing show, and I thought it was hysterical, and I really enjoyed it. And then, like, when it, when I found out that he's a, he's a piece of shit and he raped multiple women, it was hard for me to be like, God damn it, I mean, ah... Uh, yeah, he's an asshole. Like, it took a while for me to be like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Like, it took a really long time for me to finally admit that, yeah, he's a really bad person. It, but that was because I didn't want to let go of the fact that I thought he was amazing when I when I, when, he, when I was younger. Sometimes you just got to let go of things. Like, exactly. When I, I was growing go. up, I, when I was growing up, I really loved a band called Screeching Weasel. And then I found out their singer is like a complete asshole. Like, not like to the level of Cosby, but just like generally shitty person. So I just, I quit listening to the music. And then I took off any, like, pins or patches I had of the band from anything I owned and, like, threw them out. Okay, so who was the f- who, who do you think is the worst person that you've ever been a fan of in any type of uh, media? Oh, fuck. Any type of media, let me think. Fuck, any t- Well, Roman Polanski is up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's probably him for me. Because I, I was yeah. a fan of, like, Bill Cosby... I was never a huge fan of like any of these people that normally come out with all this bullshit. So I, you know, like Hulk Hogan, I was never a fan of. I was never a fan of uh, the other guy you just mentioned. Oddly enough, when like when I was a kid watching wrestling and like Hulk Hogan and when the Ultimate Warrior were like the people you were supposed to like, for some reason I just ended up liking Macho Man and Roddy Piper. Yeah, I, ne- I never liked any any of those like big wrestlers that everybody liked. Just because they were American or whatever bullshit they had, they always had these stupid gimmicks. I, I remember there was there was a match against this French tag team back in like the early two thousands when like WWE was still doing. they like these guys are French, so they're bad. So it was <laughs> it was Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit versus La Resistance, and the crowd started chanting USA. And Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit just looking at each other like, what? Yeah. Since they were both Canadian wrestlers, yeah, and then they didn't they do like an un-American fucking stable with like oh yeah, it was with Test, Christian, uh, Landstorm, Christian, yeah. and I think William Regal. <laughs> well, and then they had the Mexican one with the super the Mexicools. Mexicools. <laughs> <laughs> they came out in jumpsuits riding lawnmower. Yeah, and oh, then they had if to... you guys want to talk about stables, I can go off. Well, down. The worst, the one, Mexicools it was super crazy, psychosis, and Juventud Guerrero, who was yeah. legitimately insane. But I think the worst one has to be Crime Time. Yeah, I think so. They, there's the thing, the awkward thing with Crime Time is they, they both came up with that gimmick. Also, rest in peace, Shad. He also passed away this year. Oh. So wait, that was their idea? That wasn't pushed upon them by WWE? They came up with the idea for the tag team, but then like those fucking vignettes they would do was like WWE. Oh, okay. Especially like the hokey white guy going like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Regardless of who came up with it, it is bad. Yeah, it was, it was pretty one. bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so you still didn't answer the question. The worst person that you were a fan of in media. <laughs> I'm trying to think now. Because I know, like, Roman Polanski's up there. Oh, fuck. Who? Because even then, with, like, Roman Polanski, it was just, like, a few films I liked. But even then, I'm like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Uh, the worst person. I would say Danzig is also up there for me. Someone who I like, but I know he's a complete piece of shit. Oh, Michael Graves is up there for you now, isn't he? Oh, uh, yeah. But, being like... A, being the proud boy. Wait, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? What did Michael Graves do? Oh, uh, he came out recently. He's, like, super Christian. He's a proud boy, which is, like, flirting the line with, like, Nazi-ish stuff. Oh, really? And then he, he came out, like, he came out, like, super pro-cop. Well, he's been deep into conspiracies ever since, like, the early 2000s. I think since they left the Misfits, he's always been into conspiracies and like that. I, and he's I always been into InfoWars. I remember there was this Daily Show bit where they interviewed him, and he was crying about, like, people in the punk scene making fun of him because he was a Republican. And but then yeah. I think I think they interviewed someone from, I can't remember the name of the band, but he just goes, Michael Graves is a fucking idiot. But, like, the yeah, look on his was, face was, he was, like, he was so... Yeah, yeah. The look on the dude's face, like I don't remember which man, but you could tell, like he was so over it. Where he's like, he's just a fucking idiot. That's old. That's probably like what 2006. That was like when like John Stewart was on the Daily Show. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of pro cop, I'm like super disappointed with like John DeMayne, the drummer of System of a Down. Like, dude, like how can you have yeah. those views being in the band you're exactly. in? Exactly. Like, I was thinking that too. Like, you don't know how many anti cop songs that, that System of a Down has written and recorded. And he drummed on all of them. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's like, like I, I remember there was there was a meme where it's like when you don't understand the lyrics of the band you drum for, and it was just a picture <laughs> of him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I found out recently how pro copy was, and I'm just like, wow, that guy's an asshole. It sucks. It's He's the same asshole. thing with um Chris Novoselic, the bassist from Nirvana, came out like super pro Trump, which <laughs> was like, I don't know why. <laughs> He's like, he's handling the situation great. He's the best thing for race relations. I was like, I thought he was legitly trolling for a second, but I'm like, oh no, he he believes this. And then I think the guy from Trapped is a piece of shit too. The lead singer. Oh yeah, Trapped. that's that's well known. <laughs> I didn't know that until I saw that. Until I saw a recent he, article. He tried to start something with uh, Ice T and Body Count, and Ice T's like, "Watch out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You talk." He's like, "You talking a lot of shit." You know, we are gonna run into each other one day. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's a good idea, dude. <laughs> Why you don't think you can take him? No, no, no you can't way. take him. Dude, no I see still in great shape for how old he is, and he's still like cooling down to earth. No, dude, I was watching. Way. I was watching some Juggalo documentary on Tubi, which is like this free app where you can like uh, watch things, even though there's like ad breaks every now and then. It's pretty cool. But they had a Juggalo documentary. And they had footage of like Ice T performing. He's so into it. He brought some like fan on stage to help like sing a song. Dude was awesome. I see, is awesome. That dude's the man. I love that guy. Man. Detective uh, Munch from Law and Order SVU. I've never seen that show, but I do see him in those like commercials for that shit all the time. <laughs> I thought he's he's the bomb in Law and Order SVU. Is that show still going on? Yes. <laughs> I think the last thing I saw was like Christopher Maloney was finally coming back to it. <laughs> Christ. Okay, so I'm still gonna keep asking that question because you're still thinking about it. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Uh, absolute worst. 
I don't know, because like, I'm trying to think of people as fans of that, like, I really felt betrayed by what they've done. Or like, I think off the top of my head is, like, Ben Weasel from Screeching Weasel. Because, okay. like, I, their music was such a big part of, like, my life. But then he just ended up becoming such an asshole. And at first, it was I had one of those things where I'm like, oh, I was trying to, like, to write it off. Because I'm like, oh, no, no, he talks about how he has, like, anxiety problems with people and shit. And then just the more you retreated into his, his like world of just being by himself and being online i'm like oh no he's an asshole he was like super pro cop in like a couple like uh unarmed black kids getting shot like years ago he's had like horrible uh views on like trans people oh, and i'm just like oh no it's basically he lived too long there comes a point when any like horrible person like he lived too long like if ben weasel had died in like 2000 or the 90s i would still be a screeching weasel fan because mm. <laughs> that's before he became like a shithead. So yeah, I I probably would say it was Bill Cosby for me because like yeah, that's, that's that I feel bad about saving Ben Weasel because yeah. nowhere near the level of yeah Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby is like the worst type of person the type yeah, <laughs> ever. So like that's probably yeah that's probably yeah. like <clears throat> a few honorable mentions getting there like J.K. Rowling which sucks that she's so transphobic and shit like that. Oh um, yeah, she's she's definitely there because fuck her. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously nowhere near as bad as fucking Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah, nowhere near as bad, but it's just, like, <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah, there's, it's pretty bad. There's then, tears of bad. And then, yeah, and then, like, yeah, John DeMayne's pretty bad, too, but, like, it's fine. He's not writing the music. <laughs> yeah, because when you said John DeMayne, I was like, who is that? Because I only know, like, Serge and then the guitarist, even though I keep forgetting his name. Darren, Darren Malakian. Yeah, yeah those so. are the only two people I really give a shit about from that yeah. band. I mean, four out of five of those band members are all very liberal, and he's the one that's like, "Yeah, cops, guys." <laughs> I thought there was only I thought there were only a four piece. No, they're five. It's uh, Darren. When did that happen? It's always been five. Oh no, wait, no. No, it hasn't. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Well, it's four. It's four. Uh, yeah, you're right. My bad. Uh, you three just out add of four. a fucking phantom member. I, I miscounted in my head. I was thinking there was somebody else that that, that wasn't. But yeah, there's only four. There's the uh, you know bassist, guitar, oh. singer, and drummer. Uh, CeeLo Green was another one. I was really into his music, and then I found out he had date raped someone. And then oh. on his trial for date rape, his defense was, "Oh no, it's not rape because she was unconscious." Oh shit! Yeah, so fuck CeeLo Green. That the guy from the guy from Narles Barkley. Yeah. Shit, is he in jail? I hope he's in jail. <laughs> this was years ago, around when, like he had his like solo career. Oh, so back when like. Back when, like that song "Fuck You" was big. So is so is he? He's not in jail then, right? Because I saw. I, I remember I, no. seeing him on the because I saw. Yeah, because <laughs> I saw him on something where he was like, recently where he was talking shit about that um, Cardi B and Megan the Stallion song. Mm, okay. And well, someone was like, "You you raped someone, so shut the fuck up." Wow. Yeah. Well, that sucks. <laughs> He's. I didn't know that. Yeah, but yeah, it, it it's hard to compare any of these bad people to someone like Bill Cosby. <laughs> well, CeeLo Green was on his way. Yeah, that's true. To be fair, he he he's uh yeah he's about that person. But no, I'm talking the closest. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I'm talking about people who just has really who just have really bad views on things. You know, like yeah. they are nowhere I don't near. Know about that. Like I was, I was a big fan of Louis C.K. till his whole thing. That really like, but it, but his whole thing was kind of weird. Like I felt like his yeah, it's his it's, was it's weird, but it's still like messed up. It's not on the level Cosby yeah. messed up, but it was still messed up. Because like what what I at least understood from the story is that these women said that he always asked. 
So that was like the difference. Like it's still creepy as shit. Yeah. And, and like he asked like Sarah Silverman, and she said yeah. So like he would just go and jerk off in front of them. That's Not what- only is it like creepy, but apparently it like had been known for years yeah. as like a thing, and it was like. Ugh. So his thing, I think, seems a little different because regardless of it being super weird, it's like he still asks women. And a lot of them would say no, and some of them would be like, I guess, whatever, and feel uncomfortable, and he would do it anyways. So, how do you, Dan, what, what about the, the Aziz Ansari thing? Because that was so ambiguous. That just... That it's one not, came off as like... It to me. That one came off, yeah, as like a bad date. Because when yeah. a lot of things that she was recounting was like, oh, he was giving non-verbal cues, but like still hooking up with him. It was just a weird thing. Yeah. Like, that one was one of those things that I remember when it came out, like it hurt the Me Too movement. Yeah. Oh, you think so? Wow. Yeah, that a lot of people were saying that, like, it, that was one of those moments that hurt the Me Too movement. And the same thing happened recently with like the the wrestling speaking out thing, where someone had to be like, "Hey, the the these are um these claims are only for legitimate things. Don't take this as an opportunity to try and get back at people." Yeah, like that that because I, I remember reading that lady's account, that girl's account, and like she was she just really made it seem like she like 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 Aziz Ansari was such a bad person just from just from what she wrote. But if you if you look, take a step back, and you don't read it through her lens and her tone, it wasn't really that bad, you know. So yeah. just, even like, reading it through her lens and tone, it's like this it doesn't come off as like a legit, just seemed like a shitty date. And I see how it could hurt the movement because like. A lot of people that are against the movement will grab a story like that and be like, see, yeah. they're all bullshit like this. So Yeah, so it was, it was pretty it. detrimental. Yeah. And then um, and how do you feel about this whole Johnny Depp situation? Because everybody was ready to oh, cancel Oh, I feel him. so bad for him. Everybody was ready to cancel this motherfucker. They were so quick to be like, fuck you, Johnny Depp. They want him off the Fantastic Beast movie. They were just like, no, no, he shouldn't deserve to work ever again. And now he's like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't me, guys. Well, like, <laughs> I, I originally I had wanted him off Fantastic Beast because I thought Colin Farrell did a good job. Like, like, he was a good villain. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought I, fucking Colin Farrell knocked it out of the park. He but did. then when the, whole thing, when the whole thing happened with Johnny Depp, I was like, oh, man, that's fucked. Like, before, like, the truth came out. And the truth came out, I'm like, oh, oh man, that's even super fucked. Fuck Amber Heard. Yeah, that, well, that was the chick, right? Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. The, the Fuck thing her. That I, that I dislike is that, like, so somehow it's shifted to, like, guilty into proven innocent rather than innocent into proven guilty. Like, everyone... Well, the, the thing with that is, like, uh, the guilty into proven isn't that's only when it comes to, like, actual, like, law and jail time. Public opinion, it doesn't matter. Because I remember one of the truest quotes I saw... When it, when especially when it came to things about like sexual assault, is hey, I'd rather accidentally have backed a liar than purposely backed a rapist. Yeah, that could be. But but the Johnny Depp thing, there were like uh, I forget what it was. The, the, he, the, people owe Johnny Depp like a massive apology. Yeah, the yeah. thing with Johnny Depp was that like everybody was claiming that he domestically abused Amber Heard constantly. He had a really bad anger problem and all that shit. And then now we're finding out that like Amber Heard was the one who actually kind of did did that <coughs> to him. And oh like, yeah, she did a bunch of like cut yeah. off his finger, like shit in his bed, yeah. put a cigarette out in his face. Like she's a fucking horrible person. Yeah, and, and I think now she's actually getting sued into bankruptcy. 
Oh, I didn't know about that. I know he's suing her for defamation, and he's like, and I think like about a couple weeks ago or something like that, he straight up went on, like he actually went on the stand and he told all these fucking stories, and he had no problems being very clear with what she did. And Amber Heard, I think he like, also has like video proof too from yeah, like his house. Exactly, yeah. And like Amber Heard, throughout the entire the last couple of years, was just like, yeah, this happened, but I'm not gonna say it actually happened, and I'm not gonna actually say it's Johnny Depp, but everybody believes. I also read that all his past wives came out in support of him and talking about how he was the nicest and those were things he would never do regardless of his issues and shit like that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, like, everybody wanted to cancel him so quickly and now they're just, like, you know, they're back, they're, they're understanding that this is not actually the case and for the most part, public opinion, thankfully, is shifting and they're understanding, like, yeah... The, you guys fucked up. You guys, you guys went back the wrong person, you know? And now they want to cancel Amber Heard now. They want her off Aquaman 2 and all this shit. Well, I mean, like, yeah. She yeah. should be off Aquaman. But then again, I don't give a fuck about the Aquaman franchise. Dude, once also, I did you saw... hear, like, uh, Ellen's getting replaced? Because it's it come to light that she's just an <laughs> yeah, asshole. Yeah, I saw that. Was <laughs> that makes me laugh so much. Like... Dude, the funniest thing is there's a petition to have uh, Eric Andre take over the you know, <laughs> degeneration. I saw a meme about Space Ghost replacing Ellen. <laughs> Dude, if Eric Andre took over the Ellen DeGeneres show, I would be so happy. <laughs> I mean, like, it's such a weird thing. Like, uh, the, uh, that whole Ellen thing is fucking hysterical to me. I don't know why. Well, it's funny, too, because well, it's funny because she built her whole brand on being like, oh, I'm so nice and quirky and zany, but really she's just an asshole. Yeah, but big asshole. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't find it that funny because she is an asshole. But it's funny as fuck to me. Like I'm like genuinely tickled by this whole situation. She like, was, she was so smug in her fake sincerity. I guess so. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Like I don't. I'm really tickled about that shit. But but anyways, going one one thing I need to talk need to mention beforehand was the fact that like yeah, Colin Farrell knocked it out of the park. But if you watch Fantastic Beast two, Johnny Depp was fucking phenomenal too. Just so you. I don't I don't know if you've seen it, but it's fucking great. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. I probably won't. I'm not getting Rollings any of my money. Fuck her. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, Fantastic Beast 2, like, Johnny Depp was fucking really good in it. So, like, you, you do forget about Colin Farrell. Well, like, Johnny Depp is, like, a good actor. The thing that, like, always bummed me out about Johnny Depp's career is there, there came a certain point where, like, early in his career, he took, like, weird, like, offbeat, like, roles like dead yeah. man i love that movie yeah like he, he he took chances but then there came a certain point where he just he just kept working with tim burton <laughs> like no hear me out first hear me out like edward scissorhands is awesome like they've made movie, good yeah. stuff yeah. but they just kept they kept working it and then it, he just started trailing off and doing more like mainstream like just garbage like what was that movie where he was like a french detective was it, like mordecai or something yeah mordecai i don't know why yeah the fuck he, did that. he started doing like shit like that and i was it's like what happened like i know you're a great actor like what the fuck is going on i don't know i think he just does shit that makes him laugh now to be honest like i think he finds some sh- she finds shit entertaining he just does it like like you know he, he did uh gila point in um in uh what's it called tusk and yoga hosers and yeah, like that, I thought was great because that's yeah. just like a thing. But uh, though, you know who's one who really bums me out with their choices? It's fucking Bruce Willis. What's like he is not, he has not cared about a role in like what, like twenty years now. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. he does straight up, straight to DVD garbage oh. that he just phones in and just does not give a shit about, and it's it sucks. 
I haven't even paid, I didn't, I didn't even know he did any movies recently. I haven't seen. Yeah, they've movie. all been straight to video. He, he releases a movie every three days, and they all go straight to video, and they're all straight garbage. And they're movies that he's in the cover, and he will show up. He's he's probably just one scene, but he's in the cover of all of them. Yeah. I'm trying to think like what was the last movie he was in that I I really enjoyed, and I think it was uh, Surrogates, maybe, where like he was starring in it. I actually liked it. I don't, I don't even know. remember that one. That, it's the one where like they they pilot like robot bodies. Yeah, I remember that movie. Like, that movie. That yeah. movie was good. Um, I like that movie, but I mean, uh, I like, nothing's gonna top Hudson Hawk though. I really liked Looper a lot when that came out, and oh, um, I liked Looper too. And Red, I don't think I don't know. I didn't see Red Two, so I can't say anything about Red Two. Red Red one Two was wasn't great. great. It wasn't okay. Red Red Two wasn't that great. I loved Red. I thought Red was so fucking ridiculous, and I lo- I really enjoyed that. So I, I just and then he was he was decent in Moonrise Kingdom as small as a role as he had. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it that Wes Anderson film? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Where he always uses the same color tone. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what are you trying to say, Milky? No, I said I thought Glass was okay. Oh, that I came out last year. I didn't see it. Uh, so. Somebody spoiled the ending for me, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna watch the whole fucking movie if that's what happens." I I didn't. I think yeah, that that was the, like the last movie I heard that he was. Uh, he was he. It was like a big mainstream movie. I, I don't think I've I've seen him in anything else. But apparently, if you check his IMDb and he has like fucking ten movies after Glass. He was in that like really shitty like Death Wish remake. That's another like movie series that like has not aged well, especially the sequels. Like Death Wish, like oh. I was watching, I was watching Death Death Wish three, just because I liked the outfits of like the gang in the movie because they're all like street punks. But all right, in this day and age, tell me how well this scene is aged, okay? This young Hispanic kid grabs a girl's purse and starts running. Charles Bronson, a white man in the ghetto, pulls out a gun, shoots the kid in the back dead for stealing a purse, and then the entire ghetto cheers him on like a hero. Hell yeah, dude. God. <laughs> yeah, it's not aged well. I mean, you'd think that Death Wish movie would be decent, like, because, you know, it's directed by Eli Roth and written by Joe Carnahan, but apparently it was Eli trash. Roth? Like, Eli Roth, like, I'll give him, like, the first Cabin Fever was good, and I'll give him a like, Hostel 1 and 2. But other than that, he just seems like a, like a dude bro jock that wandered into the horror genre. It was like, hey, I'm one of you guys. Yeah, so he really hasn't made anything of like substance since. I don't other disagree. Than those two movies, other than those two movies, he really doesn't have anything. Well, I haven't, yeah. seen, I haven't seen the Green Inferno. I don't know how that is. It's not great. Yeah. It's basically just like making fun of like millennial SJWs, but like overhandedly doing so. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just go to say that Cabin Fever is probably his only good movie, and Hostel is okay. And then that's it. I like. Hostel two a little more than Hostel one. I mean, like Did, I, I saw uh, Hostel and I hated it, so I, I'm, I'm, I can't say anything about it. Actually, I think I might just like Hostel two and not <laughs> Hostel one. <laughs> okay, so Cam Viewer and Hostel two. Did he direct Hostel two? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Okay, so th- yeah, those are his two good. It's just like same thing with Rob Zombie. Only had like three good movies, and that was like, uh. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and The Haunted World of El Superbisto. Because minus The Haunted World of El Superbisto, every fucking movie he's done is the same shit. White trash tattooed people who curse a lot. I haven't seen I haven't seen that one, but I don't even think that... Uh, I, I only think House of a Thousand Corpses is probably half good. 
and then Devil's Rejects is like okay, but it's mostly a music video, and then everything else is fucking garbage. That like, oh man, I, I saw thirty one, and that other than like um, uh, I think it's Richard Brake is the the actor's name. Other than his monologue in the beginning, that movie is complete trash. That guy's a great actor though. I just feel bad he, he got roped into doing fucking Rob Zombie movies. So wait, and it's, it's it's established that the, his Halloween movies are trash. Yeah, oh, the okay. first Especially Halloween too. The first one is is watchable. I would say that. The second one is fucking horrendous. Like oh. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Fuck. Yeah. God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like Rob Zombie just needs to stop making movies. And like not 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 bad in a so bad is good way. It's just straight up fucking bad. Jesus. Like, it's literally every movie's just white trash tattooed people cussing a lot. Look. So in the first Halloween, uh, his wife is in the movie and she died, right? Because she played. Um, Michael Myers' mom or some shit. So somehow, even though she's fucking dead, he found a way to bring her back in the second movie in a bunch of fucking stupid-ass dream sequences, and she keeps or popping she's up throughout the movie. standing next to a white horse. Yeah. I remember when I saw that, I was like, what kind of art house bullshit is this? Like, we get it. It's your wife, and you want to put her in this movie, but her character Dude, he, already he died. puts her in everything. Like, is there a movie where his wife is not in it that he made? I don't think so. I think she only. No, I mean, like, somebody look it up right now. I think she only makes movies with him. Let me yeah, see. Yeah, I think she only makes movies with him, which is, you know. It's, 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 it's like the white trash version of Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, but it's also like, you know, Kevin Smith and fucking his daughter Harley now, because that's what he only puts her in all his movies. Also, I do have a theory that uh, back when Burton and Carter were together, that Johnny Depp, like, fucked her while Burton watched. <laughs> that okay, he, he so, totally got cocked. So Sherry Moon was in House of a Thousand Corpses. She was also in in Toolbox Murders, which was not a zombie movie. Uh, Devil's Rejects, um, Grindhouse. Oh no, that's that's a that's a zombie thing. Halloween, yeah. Halloween Two, Haunted Road vs. Bristol, <laughs> Lords of Salem, Thirty One, Three from Hell. Yeah, it's all it's all Rob Zombie flicks except for Toolbox Murders. What did she uh, play? Rob that? Zombie didn't do two box murders though. No, he didn't. Yeah, as I said, except for two box murders, he didn't. Yeah. He, he uh he she's only been with Rob Zombie. So yeah, kind of like he make one thing where she's not fucking in it. Like Jesus Christ. I mean, it's his wife. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's he wants to put her in there. I don't see what the problem is. It's it'd be cool if it's like one, like once or twice, but making her main character or main part of like every goddamn movie, it's fucking weird. I mean, is it weird that Tim Burton put Helena Bonham Carter in so many things? Yes, many yes, oh, okay. it is. Okay, <laughs> but I would say the there's a slight difference there because she's a fucking good actress. Oh yeah, Helen Bonham crushes. Yeah, she's Helen Bonham is great. Right, but Sherry Moon is not an actress. She's fucking garbage. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the reasons why like a lot of his movies fucking like, suck. One if, of the many reasons. If she was an actress, she would be in different movies, not just his movies. <laughs> She'd be in good movies. Yeah. Oh, Three from Hell was a it was a sequel to Devil's Rejects. Yeah, which yeah. doesn't make any sense since they all got shot to shit at the end of that movie. I so. haven't seen it, so it's probably bad though. Is yeah, it, but bad? somehow they all somehow they all survived and got heavily tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, like, I, okay. <laughs> it's it just makes no sense. I fucking hate Rob Zombie so much. I don't think I can convey that enough. <laughs> Well, you you should have stopped making movie. You should have stopped making music after a White Zombie broke up. Um, I like his first album after a White Zombie, but after that it was bad. Yeah, dude, Edge wouldn't have anything to come out to the ring with. Exactly. 
<laughs> Edge didn't come out to Rob Zombie. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he did. Oh, wait, that was a, a brief period of time he did, but then he yeah. had the other theme that became his prominent theme. You know, the one, that's like, the one that's like, on this day, yeah. I see a clear. Yeah. That's more associated with him. Out to Rob Zombie, dude. Yeah, but he came out to never going to stop. That was a brief period of time, though. That was like as brief as like Stone Cold coming out to that disturbed mix of his theme music. Or Undertaker coming out to Limp Bizkit. And Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. talking about a fucking joke. Kid Rock, holy shit. <laughs> what a fucking joke. Jesus Why? Christ. What, what has he done? It's just like the ultimate like white trash joke, which is so <laughs> weird since like the whole beginning of his career was like, I'm so hood, yeah, Detroit. And now he's just like... Country. When you fucking make a song for the National Coast Guard that plays as a commercial before the previews at a movie theater your career fucking sucks yeah it's it's like it's like he was trying to be hip and eventually he just fell onto the type of music that he always should have been making which is just garbage like country music he's like that fucking that dad in the neighborhood who tries to be cool but you've also heard him say the n-word once so you're like i don't like this guy (laughs) okay he he did like fucking rap first then quote-unquote rock music or whatever that was new metal shit Hey man, don't you speak ill of Bob with the Bob. Bob Come on. I remember. That's such a fun uh, the, song. I remember the last time I had helped Paco at like with a booth at Spooky and I had the little Bluetooth speaker and I started playing Kid Rock and she just stopped and looked up at me and was like, Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> well, I was going to be like, Come on, man. You can't look me in the face and tell me, cowboy, that song doesn't fuck. <laughs> I mean, to be R- fair. Rest rest in power, Josie. <laughs> he's not that bad of a guy, though. Like, you know, he. No, like, it's like he's yeah. just a joke. Like, he, he secretly donates money to Detroit constantly. Like, he never forgot Detroit, despite the fact that he, you know, he's super country now. Yeah. No, he's not a. Yeah, he's, I, uh, a joke, he's, he's, he's just funny. a joke. Like, I, I, I he's respect funny. that. I he's respect that. I respect I respect insane clown posse more than him. Oh shit! <laughs> he's, he's yeah, he's funny. You know, he's for all the jokes for all the jokes you make about insane clown posse, I actually like them as people. Because <laughs> right. ba- oh, when I was watching that insane clown posse documentary, uh, there was a part where fucking Shaggy Two Dope was drunk and wasn't wearing face paint, and he was riding around in a golf cart, and he hit some like ramp, and he accidentally hit some some dude's car, and at first it was like, oh man, that's so fuck. But then the rest of the, the next five minutes of the documentary was him talking with the dude, getting his information, going, hey, man, I'm fully going to pay for the um, damages I did to your car. And I was like, oh, shit. That's actually nice. Oh, cool. That's too dope, dude. <laughs> shaggy tidope. Oh, shaggy tidope. All right. So anything everything we talked about, you can find at droplinos.com. You can follow us on Twitter at droplinospc and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast or by searching droplinos productions on Facebook. You follow me on Instagram at droplinos. And please go check out the YouTube channels, youtube.com slash droplinos. P is dropping loads in the letter P. And if you check out the other YouTube channel, that's youtube.com slash dumbdown. And follow that YouTube channel's Instagram at dumbdownyt. All right, don't forget to check out the BS Podcast Network. It's a cool network of podcasts started up by the dudes at Pure BS. You can find it at pspodcastnetwork.com or you can go to the Patreon and donate a few shackles at, at patreon.com slash bspodcastnetwork. Right, we're on two internet radio stations. The first one is called The Mix Talk. You can find it at themixx.fm. We'll play it at Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're also on Cornucopia Radio. That's E-R-N-U-C-O-P-I-A hyphen radio.co.uk. We'll play it randomly once throughout the week. So hopefully one day you just happen to tune in and listen to us. Um, don't forget to check out uh, the Don Francisco 
Francisco Province Historia in these difficult times. You need SBJ here to caress your ears. Uh, it's the fourth finest hour of his entire of his entire life. You can find that dropping loss at podbean.com for a lower price of a dollar fifty. And uh, do you have a useless random fact for us, uh, uh, Lionheart? Yeah, uh, actually relates to Terminator Two, one of my all time favorite movies. Movie that could still make me tear up at the end when he's going down with the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, in re- it's in regards to the actor Robert Patrick who played the T one thousand. It's something that like nobody really notices, but once I tell you this, whenever you watch it, you'll be like, Oh yeah, fucking now I notice it. To really like immerse himself in the role of being like a fucking fierce killing machine, he trained himself to fire a gun without flinching or blinking. So if you go back and watch the movie, anytime he's firing the guns, his eyes are open the whole time to kind of convey that like he's not human the workaround for arnold who didn't bother doing that shit is a lot of times he's wearing the sunglasses while shooting but robert patrick just eyes fucking wide open while blasting guns what about like didn't linda hamilton uh, shoot a few times in that movie did, did she flinch yeah just like it's natural for any person like any movie you watch where someone fires a gun and they zoom in in the face while they're doing it they flinch oh, like okay. al pacino does it in heat like why robert patrick went out of his way for such like a deep a minute detail that really no one noticed until like years later that's cool so like whenever you watch him and he's just like stone face shooting a gun eyes wide open you're like fuck yeah i just also like robert patrick as an actor i mean i don't i don't know of anything else he's been in like what else has he, he was been in, in he was in from dust till dawn to texas blood money which i didn't see <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been in like as much of sporadic stuff he was actually in the from dust till dawn like um tv series they did he took over um harvey Keitel's role from the movie i mean if he's that dedicated i feel like he should work more he's been in like a lot of like he's one of those actors where a lot of people don't remember the name but when they see him they're like i've seen him somewhere so he's like a character actor a really big character actor yeah okay but he's good you could also see his back balls when he's like crouching in the second movie <laughs> what? like he crouches you know how like when they first show up naked and like he's doing that like leg thing so you can't see his junk but there's a part where like he dips down too low and his fucking nuts just pop down <laughs> i know the reason to watch terminator too <laughs> oh if you watch the first terminator in hd the shadow that's supposed to be blocking uh arnold schwarzenegger's dick isn't a shadow anymore you just see his dick slapping against his thighs really yeah like, that's the problem with, like, Blu-ray and HD. A lot of stuff that was supposed to be, like, implied, like, shadow stuff isn't there anymore. So, wait, like, you... It's not full front, though. You don't, you don't actually oh, see no, his it dick. No, it is. It you is? You see his dick. But in the original, like, filming of it, it was, like... They filmed it so it was, like, shadowed. But because HD is such, like, high definition, it's not as shadowed, so you see it flopping. Wow, okay. <laughs> that's right. why, like... That's why when people are like, Blu-rays the way a movie's supposed to be seen. I was like, really? Because <laughs> fucking I see wires, I see dick, like... <laughs> I was complaining about the second part. Did he have a good piece or what? It was decent for his size. Like, yeah, way better than Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, Milky, do you have a random piece of useless trivia too? Ah. <laughs> uh, there's this one scene in Terminator 2 where Arnold, where Arnold grabs a white guy and throws him against the window and the shot where he grabs him is a white guy but when he throws him against the window it's a black guy that goes through the window yeah that's the stunt double (laughs) yeah (laughs) well there you go you got two guys whoever listens to this shit i could do more useless facts about terminator too (laughs) (laughs) all right so until next time we love dropping loads
Give me a hug! <laughs> Call me your dad! <laughs> Tell me you love me! Oh my god! <laughs> did you look up Brock Lesnar's daughter? Yes! Jesus Christ! How did Brock Lesnar's son get so lucky? He's way hotter than his sister. <laughs> also, I do have a theory that uh, back when Burton and Carter were together, that Johnny Depp like fucked her while Burton watched. Hey everybody out there listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to support this show and shows like it well you can if you go to patreon.com slash bs podcast network you can donate anything from one dollar a month to a thousand dollars a month we have tiers so the more money we get the more stuff we produce and the more cool stuff you can get and listen to so go check it out right now and here's your show back to your show already in progress <laughs> <laughs>